Cool. Hey, uh, what's up, Nick, man? Thanks for joining us on Red River Podcast, um, where we talk movies, music, and pop culture. And, uh, you know, a little backstory. I mean, I didn't really know you. And we yeah. played we played that set, and I was like, this guy's awesome. Like, anyone who's wearing a jacket that says Haddonfield, you know, hospital, Memorial Hospital, I'm just like, oh, this guy's fucking mad cool. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, man. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely the same, bro. You know, I was uh, drawn to you that night. I'm like, dude, this guy's fucking great. They have great, you know, songs that they're playing. I'm yeah. having a... And uh, then we added each other on, like, Facebook. And I'm like, man crushing. I'm like, dude, this guy talks my language. Yeah, man. yeah, very, so, very, very much so. And I think I met your drummer before you because we ended up playing Beery's... What was that? It was like a long ass show, right? Like maybe- it was a, uh, yeah, he played uh, with his the other band that he's in. There was a uh, some kind of halfway to Halloween show. That's what it was. Yeah, and he yeah. told me about you guys. He's like, dude, you are gonna love these guys if you ever get a chance to see them. Okay, and Tom, you know, I'm fr- I've been friends with Tom for a while, and uh, he said that you guys were playing. I'm like, oh, you know what, man, I'm gonna come and check that out. So, cool. Yeah. Had a great- yeah. T- Tom Bennett's the shit for sure. Um, okay. Yeah, man. And then from there, just like, uh, you know, the conventions that you're hitting, like just basically it's it. I felt like I'm like, yeah, we're basically into the same stuff. So when you hit me up about doing this episode, um, I just thought like, that's perfect. I'm like, let's fucking do it. So um, the topic today was we picked five actors um that we like and then we wanted to discuss like one specific role of theirs whether it's tv movies whatever um where they crushed it or that we love them and maybe could be somewhat underrated or not uh and then another film or tv uh show where they play a role that we haven't gotten a chance to see because you know these days like we're crushed by fucking shit to watch it's like like next thing you know, it's like it's like, oh, yeah, like uh, Sylvester Stallone has a show on like Paramount Plus and people are like, what the fuck is Paramount Plus? It's like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, Tegan and Sarah have a really cool show on Freebie. It's like, whoa, it's like I can't even keep up right now. I know. I've been dying to watch the new Weird Al thing and I have uh, just haven't had the opportunity because I don't have Roku, so I have. Like get one of those little adapters, I think. Nah, nah, you don't. So all you need, because um, I, I wanted to watch it too. So I just downloaded the app. If you have a smart TV or even on your phone, you just download the Roku app. Yeah. And it plays it automatically. Oh, perfect. All right, yeah. cool. So I, I started watching it and it had, um, I noticed the dad was played by Toby Huss. Now, Toby Huss, like, you know that dude or that name? I knew you know him, but maybe you don't know the name. I don't know the name. So he played the father in the new Halloween, the one who got killed. Oh, okay, okay. But he was also in like, if you remember Vegas Vacation, uh, he was the one selling the ID cards, Nick Papa Giorgio. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> like, like on on MTV, he would do those like, uh, like Sinatra, like mockups and thing. Like if you saw yes. him, like, oh, wow, that's the same guy. I that's the even- same guy, yeah. Oh, that's so funny, dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's in it. All right, cool. That's, yeah, for that's sure. cool. Um, cool, man. So listen, uh, maybe Langan will make it. Maybe Langan won't. He's having some issues right now. Uh, oh, let me see. 
Does this work? Wow, iPhone 27. That's crazy. We're in the future. Yeah, I'm doing my iPhone right now. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I was gonna do my laptop, but I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I already have. Nah, part, as long as we can see that Def Leppard, man, for sure. Oh uh, yeah. We're playing Beeries Friday with uh, a friend of mine, and he plays in a Def Leppard tribute band, which I I've yet to see, but I'm 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 pretty curious. Is it Lee? Yeah, it's Lee. Oh, dude, my Lee, I know for years. He was oh, in a, okay, cool. He was in a band with my old guitarist, with Evan Seinfeld. Oh, Evan, okay, yeah, I didn't know. What, what right. did you and Evan do? Uh, no, I wasn't in a band. My friend was the guitarist of that band. It was the okay. name of the fighters. But uh, Lee's, uh, Lee was the drummer for that, and he's a... He's an amazing drummer. Yeah, he's a monster, man. He uh, and he could sing backup. He's very, he's a very talented guy. Yeah, super talented. Yeah, big big motherfucker like back there for sure. Yeah. Um, so yo, he let loved, uh, he loves Stallone too. So I could talk uh, sly with him all day. There you go, Langan. Yo, I'm on well, my phone. Yeah, welcome. Dude, shit in the bed. Shit in the bed. So uh, this is Nick. That's Brian. Yeah, man. How you doing? Um, yeah, man. I, so you know, I yapped a lot as usual. So we're we're gonna get right into it. Um, so l- let's go with Bill Paxton first. I fucking love Bill Paxton. Um, here's a guy that has like at least ten to fifteen movies that I could watch at any time. Uh, I can't believe he's gone. Um, you know, his son. I, I, I went to a video shoot uh, in Comswag High School that R.A. the Rugged Man was doing. And uh, so <laughs> I was like, who the hell is this kid that's acting in the role? And it was Bill Paxton's son that was in the role because he became friends with like R.A. the Rugged Man. And uh, it, it was just a trip, man. He just all the stories that he tells about his dad makes him seem real cool. Big hip, hip hop fan, uh, big music fan. So uh, I, I wanted to basically touch upon his shit man and uh langan you got bill paxton give me a role of his that you think is underrated or you love i think um i mean the movie got a lot of attention and mainly billy bob thornton gets all the attention but a simple plan from 1998 um paxton such an important part like a moral center of that film and how you know his morals fall apart and I, I, he didn't get nominated for anything, but Billy Bob, rightfully so, Billy Bob was great in it and stuff. But I think people sleep on how good Paxton is in that movie. Very true. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Johnny come lately to that movie. I've probably watched it for the first time in like the last 10 years. And uh, mm-hmm. it's fucking great. You see that one, Nick? Yes. Yeah, no, I agree with him, man. Like, I feel like Bill Paxton is one of those dudes where he's in a supporting role, but he propels the his cast to their you know they got to be on their game and like bring their best and i because like he is the man he can uh and he's a chameleon dude because he can always play something different every time he uh showed up on the screen for sure you know? um, um yo langan so give me uh give me something that you feel uh that you want to watch that you haven't from his catalog so many i mean i've seen so many films on there it was it's hard to pick one but one film that he did that everybody saw but me was Tombstone. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. I don't know. 
heard it's good. I think a lot of times uh, anything set in the West, it just, I tune out a lot. Me I don't too. know. Like I'm not a big Western guy whatsoever. So yeah. that's probably, I never saw it, but I probably should. So, yeah, okay. That movie's awesome. And I'm with you. I'm fucking with you. But I think around that time, maybe like two years before The Unforgiven came out with that uh, was great. Yeah. So, but like, I just, I have a mental block against Western. <laughs> but Tombstone is fucking great. Unforgiven is great. Uh, yeah. The, but I completely get you. Yeah. But uh, you should watch it. it it's, it's very cool. I, actually, unless you were talking about Young Guns, because Young Guns was a shit. So. I think that's the best Western of all time. It might be, right? I think so, right? Hey, it is. And even Young Guns, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Arkansas Dave. So, uh, <laughs> Nick, let's do Bill Paxton. Give me, like, a movie uh, role of his that you uh, love or think is underrated. So, originally, I was going to go Frailty, and I feel like it's not even, like, I don't think a lot of people have seen it, but... It's an amazing thing, but I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to give it an honorable mention. But the role that I love Bill Paxton in is the dick brother in Weird Science. It's Chet. Chet. He's such an asshole. Uh, <laughs> he's a magnificent asshole, though. Yeah. You know, just his little... I don't even know how much screen time he has in that movie, but he makes the best of every minute, second that he's in that movie. You he's know, a, he's, in the, he's in there quite a bit. I just recently did a rewatch. And, uh, cool. uh, and fuck too. so good yeah i love the part where he uh he comes home with the shotgun and he's like getting them out of bed and stuff and he like he has it on like i think it's uh anthony michael hall and then like he just takes the gun and like just bangs the chick in the head and goes back to fucking anthony michael hall it's like get up where's my brother yeah 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 you know, <laughs> I just I just rewatched that and and for some reason I didn't really ever put two and two together that Wyatt and Gary both kind of kissed Kelly LeBrock. And I'm just thinking like, God damn, I'm like, they must have been like 15 or 16. <laughs> it's just fucking so weird to fuck. Absolutely. I don't think it would there's no way that movie could be made under these terms now, you know. Like, uh, the way I'm sure you can. You just have to like prevent like the fucking age gap of like because I'm like really watching Kelly LeBrock who looks amazing in this movie. And listen, I don't give a fuck. I'm an animal. I'm a Neanderthal. But even yeah. watching a 15 year old make out with a 25 year old in a movie, I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm like, I don't remember this. I don't remember this much tongue being involved. I think that was a gift from John Hughes to those yeah. boys. Oh, yeah. Those guys. <laughs> Listen, evil. Evil did not die that night. That's all. Uh... No. <laughs> but uh, all right. So give me a movie or a role that Paxton did that you still haven't seen. All right. Uh, this is one that probably everybody saw, but I have not. And uh, it's Apollo 13. Yeah. I've never seen it. I don't know. Uh, maybe yeah. space. Space exploration, like without like alien shit, and like you know, I guess <laughs> Jason. I don't want to watch. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You know, you you went from aliens to just exploring space. Like, no, thank you. We need some yeah, aliens. I, I, I heard it's amazing, but like it was just never in. Uh, I never had the opportunity to watch it. And even if I try to watch it, I probably lost attention within the first five minutes. Cool. Um, right. What's up? Is that Ron Howard did that? Yeah, Ron yeah. Howard. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I who would have thought that motherfucker? Right, like. <laughs> right. Opie cutting him. 
That's it. Uh, all right. So I, my pick is 1992's Trespass. Um, he he did that movie with uh, William Sadler. Um, I just remember watching it in the theater and it, it, like Ice T and Ice Cube in a movie. I was like, what is going on right now? This is so cool. Um, and it just a really cool like uh, just just like action crime movie. Um, great soundtrack. A, a perfect place in time for a 14 year old me to sit in a movie theater and watch, you know. Uh, I, I don't feel like it gets enough shout out or love. I know Davey and the group shouted it out in, on Red River Group just recently, and, and it got me thinking. I'm like, God damn. I'm like, this, this is a fucking good movie. I, I got to rewatch this again. Uh, and a movie he did in 1984 that people love, and I still haven't. I saw like the first 20 minutes, and it's one of those movies that I'm like, how did I miss this? And I'm still missing it, but uh, Streets of Fire. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, like that's just people fucking love that movie and i watch like the, like it i think it's up on netflix and it's everything that i love and for some reason i just slipped through the fucking cracks so. definitely got a big cult following i've never seen it either but i did i think they covered it on uh how did this get made podcast i feel like i listened to that but um i've never seen it yeah i i, I started watching it 15 minutes in and it was just everything i think like michael perret is in it you know hey, it michael, was used with um, St. Elmo's Fire, another one I never seen, just because yeah. they came out around that time and they had all those. That's, you know, that song, though, man. Come on, that shit. That saying that 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 fucking St. Elmo's Fire. Oh my God, that song's a killer. <laughs> I think the lead singer of uh, of Fear is in uh, Streets of Fire. He is leaving. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been in a bunch of shit. Like I didn't, like I never really noticed it. And but then, like as time goes on, you know what it is. Back then, you're not paying attention to. Maybe you'll look at the back of a video box, but mm -hmm. now it's like you watch something. And you're like, oh, I want to do a Google search and spread out to like a thousand different movies these people have been in. So, and uh, it's so true because you never knew like really who was in the movie because the first time I ever saw, I'm going a little off track, but not much. Not the first really. time I ever saw Dream Warriors. And Heather Langenkamp showed up in it. My fucking heart almost like exploded. I'm like, oh, she's back. But now you would know that way in advance. You, you know? would know that way in advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick goes. Nick's been taking a lot of pictures with with some uh, with, with a lot of fucking uh, you know convention uh, crew for sure. And you you just recently took a picture with the girl. Um, Man, what was it? She got crushed in the Roach Motel, didn't she? No, no. The one that gets shot up with the dope in Dream Warriors. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had a whole Dream Warriors reunion, and I've met each one of them multiple times. I've been going to conventions since I'm uh, 10 years old, but uh, my friend made this dope poster, uh, a dope um, tapestry of her, like, all, like, knifed up and everything, and it says in the background, um, Taryn and freddie and i wanted it to i brought it up to her and i go by nizza is my stage name so i'm like cross out fucking freddie and put nizza yeah. and then i had to meet her so i got it signed and shit and she's very cool i love it nizza is obviously a playoff jizz and rizza yes cool excellent yeah, yeah. Uh, i took that when i was in high school when i was obsessed with wu-tang nothing really has changed same say yeah you're talking you're preaching the choir here for sure yeah yeah um all right so nick you i know you had three of the five that we had so what, what was a, another name that you had 
Uh, okay, so the, the two that I brought other than the three. Okay, um, I'm going to bring out Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, so he – he we, we had a little mix-up, but let, let him do Dice Clay because this will be – All good. right. Okay. So, obviously, I love Fort Failing, so I can't get enough of Fort Failing. Uh, the cameos <laughs> – Fucking Wayne Newton, you know, just Robert England in a in a non horror role, but he's hello, hello, creep, you know. We did a whole episode. We did, we, you know, we did a whole episode on on Fort Fairlane. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. I love that movie, man. <laughs> hello, hello. Yeah, yeah, that and Priscilla Press. Like, there's so much, so much about that movie that I love. Vince Neil, I'm a diehard Motley Crue fan, so him dying in the beginning of the movie, just I, I love everything about it. So. That's my favorite uh, Dice role. Now, the movie that I had not seen with Dice never actually was made, but there was a rumor, and I don't know where I read it, but originally pitched, when they were pitching Die Hard, they wanted Dice in that role. I don't know where the fuck I read this. I don't know if it's an urban legend or such bullshit, but could you imagine? I don't want to ever change anything about Die Hard, because Die Hard's amazing, but could you imagine... Dice in the role of John McClane, fucking with the terrorists and like calling them up and shit. Like, I would absolutely, it would be another favorite movie of mine. That is, that is an exclusive, really. I feel like we should really hashtag all that stuff to when we drop this episode. Like, <laughs> like I think I imagine it. It on the walkie talkie with like Hansi, baby, you're going about it all wrong. <laughs> I got the detonators. <laughs> Oh man! Snap I, I, ahead. Right, clone. Right, right, exactly. I thought you were going to little little feet like my sister. <laughs> the brain, the brain smasher in Die Hard. Right, right, exactly. It could have, you know, obviously it wouldn't have been as big as it is now, and one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. But you never know because listen, when fucking Bruce Willis took Die Hard, like what did he do? Moonlighting? Yeah. Like yeah, what? No, what he wasn't- back then you know like he was just coming into his own yeah, like, hard who he was and he wasn't like like listen as kids of the 80s like schwarzenegger stallone those arms are like what you wanted in a movie like those guys sold movies that were so out like cobra is amazing but let's be <laughs> honest it's not really that it's like outrageously stupid but <laughs> it didn't matter because it was like stallone and cobra right you know, and I, I guess they took a chance on like Bruce Willis, who was just this like everyday Joe Schmo. So for them to maybe go with Andrew Dice Clay, especially in, in his height of uh, popularity, kind of makes sense. Sure. Yeah. What, what difference yeah, exactly. would it make? So, um, <laughs> all right. It makes so, a hell of a lot of sense for me. <laughs> that's it. We might have to. We might have to go with that. Uh, Langan. So give me. Let's do Julianne Moore next, Langan. Julianne, let me shuffle my papers here. Julianne Moore, um, an underrated movie of hers, I think, and I, I love her work. Boogie Nights is when she first really came to my attention, you know? Me too. And with what a role that is, I mean, perfection. But uh, that scene with her and Roller Girl is uh, best. She made perfect. me want to do cocaine and have red hair. Right? Yeah. I wanted to join. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. But uh, for an underrated film, I picked um, 2018's Gloria Bell. Uh, it's an A24 film. It's a very, like, 
just a simple story. It's about this, you know, divorced woman in her mid fifties trying to find somebody in uh, the dating scene. And uh, um, it's just a very real character with real experiences. It's, there's no, it's just a, a very meaty role for her. Um, and she falls with John Turturro. They have a relationship. I won't say what happens for it, but her performance in it is so perfect. Awesome. I love John. I, I Anything with Totoro is, is awesome for me. Yeah, it's a good role. Uh, what do we have for uh, a role that you'd like to see? Oh, well, my runner-up, too, is uh, uh, Still Alice, where she had the Alzheimer's. It's a heavy watch. I mean, it's it's depressing as fuck, but uh, she's amazing. Uh, but the thing that I haven't seen, and... I was meaning to actually over the Halloween season because I watched all the Psychos, part one through four or whatever. Oh, did I, dude? <laughs> so, and some of them I hadn't seen in a while, and uh, but that, that's a good series. But anyway, so I'm wait, wait. So Mick Mick Garris did the fourth one, which I didn't see. Was that good? The fourth one? It wasn't bad. It's like that. That's the prequel, I believe. Right? Oh, um, yeah. Without they, Olivia Hutton as. Uh, as his mother and that yeah it's not bad i mean part two is phenomenal but i digress but anyway so she was in the remake to psycho okay. which i never gave a chance to i never saw it but i feel like i should at some point see i know it got panned the one with vince vaughn and yeah, Gus yeah. did it and i didn't even know she was in it yeah but, me uh, neither never seen yeah, it she's uh the sister oh uh, okay okay yeah, yeah. uh I, I i don't want to go into the gutter and talk Bad, but uh, there's an overhead shot of when when Anne Hache gets stabbed, and you see Anne Hache's asshole in all its glory. <laughs> what do you? Really? That's the, yeah, that's the uh, that's the payoff for the Psycho remake, is uh, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, I, listen, she had, she had a couple of hot years for sure. You know, R.I.P. Yeah, um, man. Rest in peace, Anne Hache. That's a shame for sure. I mean, to go out like that for sure. Your butthole. Uh, Live forever. Yeah, but I'll live forever. <laughs> um, all right. So for me, uh Julianne Moore in, in Assassins. That movie's fucking great. Uh yeah. No one no one really ever talks about it. So it's like yeah. um uh Antonio Banderas and Stallone. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, they're like competing, they're like uh, you know, the two best hitmen, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, I feel like not a lot of people really ever mention that. So when did that come out? To uh, 95. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. That was, yeah. 95. And then, uh, <laughs> so she she made a movie, uh, which I haven't seen, but people really love with Amanda Seyfried called Chloe in like 2009 where she's yeah, married. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, right? So like she's like married to like Liam Neeson and uh, I think he's like cheating on her or something like that, right? Something like that? It's like a backstory, like... Uh... Man, I can't even remember it, dude. I saw it once. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, like, but a lot of people just, uh, you know, talk about how good that movie is. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I like to see it. So for sure. That's uh, one of her roles that uh, I got to definitely watch. And I like Amanda Seyfried. I think she, she does a lot of cool stuff, especially now. Like, she seems to really work under the radar and, you know, she got some some accolades. Um, her husband is a big punk fan. He followed our band on Instagram. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was just weird. I was like, who is this Tom Sadowski? And like, he was like mad cool to us. That's uh, cool. 
Yeah, it was just random for sure. Um, so Nick, uh, right. Julianne Moore. I I have uh, for Julianne Moore. I have a role that's uh, unappreciated, and I feel um, Hannibal. Oh yeah, it got so much shit when it came out because I understand, man. Like you know, Silence of the Lambs is one of those movies. It's it's great. Looking back at it, there's some shitty camera choice angles and stuff and like that. But other than, you know, the the performances of so memorable and yeah, her as Clarice like was amazing. And that's a that's heavy shoes to fill, man. So I heavy. feel like before they even uh, released the movie, she was getting a lot of shit. And once it even came out, like they were ripping it apart. But, you know, there's some great uh great scenes in that movie she did a good job i feel you know and i feel like that movie's totally underrated yeah it's 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 like a heavy thing to to go in it's like gary sharon replacing uh you know sammy hagar it's like uh yeah you're gonna you're gonna get (laughs) (laughs) it's like defending uh you know van halen three uh which once again uh, has without you which is a great song but yeah, it's it's. <laughs> That's we'll, one, we'll... The only concert that I ever walked out of on my own. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. did. You really? I, yeah. He, he started doing uh, Panama, and it was just not what I wanted to see. Like it was so bad. What was so bad about it? What part of the show is this? How how long did you make it? <laughs> uh, I made it about. <laughs> Yeah, I, I sat through some stuff. I saw Without You, and I, I saw him do a couple other hits. And then once Panama came on, and he started doing, like, this weird dancing and shit, and I'm like, ah, I love Extreme, dude. Like, I think he's great in Extreme with, you know. But, yeah, Van Van Sharon is definitely not my cup of tea. <laughs> but, yes. Um, man, I think we can we- – we could we could do a whole show on Van Sharon. <laughs> I do love Extreme too, for sure. Yeah. Uh, three sides to every story. He's the great singer. It just doesn't. Sometimes you put you know two things together, it just ain't happening. You know what? Paul Rogers with Queen. You know, I didn't like that either. I yeah. think I think there's there was you needed to knock the Van Halen brothers down a notch because it's like you did it once and you got away with it and it worked. <laughs> yeah. you know? Do it again. Yeah, so they're like, nah, that's not gonna work. But um, yeah, Hannibal rules. I mean, listen, that iconic. Uh, I don't. I hate her accent, but she had to do the accent. I completely get it. Like, I hated her accent when she did it in Thirty Rock. She did. She had like a a Massachusetts accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that killed me. But um, the scene obviously where you know, like, uh, Anthony Hopkins is feeding Ray Liotta his brain. I mean, like, oh, that's great. Right. I mean, you yeah. can't you can't get better than that. What and about? I- Goldman, dude, is Mason Verger, dude. Like he's unbelievable. And and uh, I think it's the best, the last good one, the last good one. Because like the other two after, like what Red Dragon? Oh, they're watchable. This shit, right? They were yeah. pretty uh, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so give me something that she's done uh, that you haven't seen yet. I heard a lot about it, and uh, I'd like to see it. And that's uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Okay, you know I heard it's pretty, you know, serious, but uh, I don't mind the serious sometimes, and uh, I'm a fan, so I'd check it out. You know, I'd, I'd like to check. Um, all right, so let's do Nick Cage playing. 
give me give me something that you love that Nick Cage has done, which is hard. I think um, you know it was it was a big film, but um, I would say. Hold on a second. <laughs> all right. um, oh, by the way, uh, Nick, this is all audio. We don't do video. Okay. You whip, you, uh, so you whip anyway, your so I picked um, eight millimeter from 1999. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think it's underrated. Like there, there was a time, like in the late 90s. I feel like going 2000, there was a lot of like dark crime thread. There was, you know, like Seven and Bone Collector and all this shit. And this is kind of like a dark film like that in that way. Um, I'm sure you guys know the premise, you know, about a snuff film and 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 it was, the, high. It was the first time I ever heard that term. That term, yeah. And uh it, it it's just a very dark film. It's got uh James Gandolfini in it. Um I love the chemistry between Cage and Joaquin Phoenix, who he kind of takes with him on on this journey. But I I, I think it, it slept on the Joel Schumacher film, you know. Like I said, it did well and whatever, but it's kind of like lost the time a little bit. Nobody's You're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You know, digging that up. But I think it's fantastic. I just yeah. rewatched it. Dark as fuck. I yeah. haven't watched that movie. Uh, shit, man. I can't even tell you. Probably like when it first came out. I think I watched it twice and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to revisit that. Yeah, thanks for the reminder. I love I love like the eat like so when it comes to horror, which we all love, obviously, um, the evil that men do are like like that's my favorite type of horror, you know, mm-hmm. like the home invasions or or like you said, like that eight millimeter thing where it's just like it still feels like it, it could happen kind of thing. So I, I, I like that. And most of those movies, you know, it'll be classified as a thriller. But, you know, if you go on uh I mean, you could almost like argue eight millimeter if you take away a lot of like the the action parts of it could be, you know, it's it's a horrific premise for sure. Sure. Yep. Um, now, as far uh, as films that he made that I haven't seen, I had his new film on there, the uh, which I know you've seen. And just last night I watched it. So oh, how good is that movie? And then I just watched the film. So it's amazing. It's probably one of the best uh, best films he's ever made, in my opinion. I loved it. What'd you say, Nick? Is that where he plays himself? Yeah, yeah. That's, I la- that's my that I want to see. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, I can't say enough good things about it. Then I definitely will in our year end show. I'm sure. Me it, too. It's fantastic. So that called? uh under the unbearable weight of what the fuck is no, the weight of of unbearable some talent like it's a it's a long yeah. ass dumb name yeah <laughs> but uh but the bottom it's great it's so funny so you have nick cage nick yeah i uh that right. movie like is one role that i definitely want to see and the movie that i love nicholas cage in uh is moonstruck wow nice yeah he uh it's not his typical nick cage movie you know uh it's not even that it's underrated. It won a couple of uh, Academy Awards. Uh, great cast. It reminds me of my loud Italian family, that side, you know, and like I could laugh every time I watch it. Uh, it introduced me to Dean Martin as a kid, man. That's Amore. It was a fucking great tune to hear as, you know, growing up. And uh, Nicolas Cage's role, man, he's just 
I feel like he's almost cartoonish in it. Like, you know, like just bugging out and, you know, uh, his little thing talking about how he lost his hands and has the whole fucking grudge with his brother and everything. Great. I love it. And uh, I mean, once again, like uh, his family, like his lineage, like everything about like his mom, you know who she is. Obviously, we know. Right. No. Nicholas Cage's mom. Yeah. Well, I know like he was, he's in the Coppola. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, Coppola. So Talia Shire's his mom. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola is his uncle. You know, definitely like, you know, he's he's about that life for sure. Uh, but, yo, Nick. Watch that movie because it's fucking yeah. real. It's one of the best movies of the year for sure. Like because yeah, it, yeah I'm definitely gonna watch it. I'm putting it on my list. Langan. So just real quick about like it's just really smart, right? Wasn't it just really smart writ- writing? It was smart writing. Uh, nothing felt forced. We've seen, you know what? Like I, I've seen other films where people play themselves, and some, you know, a lot of them are good. Like the uh, Jean Claude Van Damme film. I remember I say that. Yeah, that was. But uh. Cage was great. Yeah, I think it's, the, I think one it's one of some of his best work. To be honest with you, it's it not, it's not, it, it really because when when we were looking at the shit, we're doing the show, it, it came up and I was going on IMDb and going through all these people's credits. I mean, what a fascinating <laughs> like bunch of roles this guy had from like, you know, kind of normal roles starting out and stuff and to this unhinged cage we kind of got later on where he was just doing rattling films off. So it's just what a varied career. And I feel like this film is just a perfect encapsulation of all his yeah. style acting. You know what I mean? And Pedro's Pedro's really cool. Really good. So man. good. Yeah. So good. good. I mean, um, and I, I laughed my ass off and I have too in a film like I'll get a You know, I'm a chuckler. Yeah. You know, a grin, you know, but I was laughing. I was laughing. Yeah, you got to watch it, Nick, for sure. Um, So I'm going to go Lord of War from 2005 is a role of his that I feel is super underrated. Um, Just like random. So 2005, I guess it was like that time where like streaming wasn't really a thing. And like movies really kind of could fall under the radar. Like that's when like things were going to like video stores still. And you're mm-hmm. like, you know, like idiocracy or something. You're like, hey, right. this didn't really get a release. And it's just randomly here. Uh, Lord of War was one of those where he plays like a, a gun dealer. I think like a Russian guy. And a, uh, Jared Leto is his, um, um, his brother. It's a real character, real story. This is the guy that they were trying to swap out. Like uh, like Russians wanted him back because I think he's he's sitting somewhere in a U.S. jail prison uh very good very good lord of war and uh a role of his that i haven't seen but people love is bringing out the dead i never saw that one uh, i love that movie man yeah easy right yes he's a uh what is he like the paramedic paramedic in hell's kitchen yeah it's good man rosanna and patricia arquette is like the co-star in it and stuff and yeah, it's it's got a good soundtrack, and he's uh he's fucking goes nuts. Cool, and uh, Tom Sizemore, like yo, Tom uh, Sizemore. Has anyone fallen further from the fucking stars? I was watching um, Randy Wade. Well, all right, <laughs> I don't know. It's still yeah, I, it might be a little bit under Sizemore, but very close running. Yeah, <laughs> great, great buddy movie right there. 
That, that I you wouldn't see that. Honestly, if Tarantino's listening to this, make that your <laughs> your tenth movie somehow. Crowbar those two guys in there. So Tom Sizemore was just. I was watching something on Showtime. Oh my god, I forgot what it was. It was just so bad. Like, oh, the Meg, the Meg, <laughs> no Megalodon Rising. Oh, oh my god! I, I'll send you guys the trailer when we're done here. Yeah. It, it's just like, you know, when you tomorrow when we wake up and we go to work like this, that's probably how he feels. <laughs> like he was just like, <laughs> all right, I guess I'm going to do Megalodon the Rising and they're going to pay me like 300 bucks a week to sit here or something. It's just so fucked up. Yeah, uh, I was impressed. I met uh, Sizemore at a chill theater like about 10 years ago. And usually when these guests show up, they have a whole table of like eight by tens and stuff. First of all, he was late. He showed oh, up right. three or four hours and it definitely looked like he was preoccupied with something. And he only had like three pictures on his table. And it was like one of them was a headshot from like when he didn't look like that anymore. And then <laughs> the other one was some random picture of him with Stallone in lockup. Okay. And then the other one was the war movie that he did. Uh Saving the Big Right, right. Yes. Yeah. It was a picture with him and uh you know and it wasn't like even like a great picture or whatever, but like that's all he had on this table. And I'm like, fuck, this guy had a lot of roles and I I guess he just doesn't give a shit. Unreal. But I still went out one of the theater. It was in time, probably. Guy. He just looked like you know, life defeated him. Skagnetti yeah. on Skagnetti. Yeah, dude, have some of that shit. That he should have had nine pitches from Natural Born Kills. Yeah, for sure. Choking out the chick, fucking laying in bed with his fucking panties on. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. Anything. He's, he's like, uh, let me get uh me and Stallone in lockdown from like nineteen. I don't know when the what fucking year was that. Eighty eight, I think. 80, I think it was eighty nine. Yeah. I just uh, read that recently because. Uh, because you know the Tulsa King thing is uh, got me my Stallone groove again. And, good for, uh, good I like Lock Up a lot. Yeah, I mean, listen, I love that he's doing a TV show. Um, yeah, I, Langan, I don't know if you started Tulsa King, but it's like anything to do <laughs> with mob stuff. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, sure. Tyler Sheridan, you know that wrote. Um, what did he do? Yellowstone, and a few other things. Did it, and it's very. It's fun. It's absolutely outrageous kind of like sons of anarchy where it's like as long as you don't be- want any type of reality in the show you're okay right. <laughs> you know so it just got also greenlit for the second season which is cool and in the last episode the third uh they had the band idols uh one of my favorite songs of uh last year the song war during one of the scenes the car crash scene very cool that was good uh cool let's move on to let's do uh katherine keener langan katherine keener um let's see i i mean she got nominated for an emmy for the role i'm about to mention but i still don't think people recognize how good it was but because uh the american an american crime from 2007 good i have Uh, that mentioned too you do, yeah. yeah. Which is, you know, it's based on a true story of this girl's Sylvia like, and I'm not going to get it. It's so horrific. Like the reality of this whole story is disgusting. But she plays the mother who imprisoned 
this girl basically essentially in the basement and allowed neighborhood kids were torturing and whatnot. But it's, it's such a good role because uh, the character is not quite on insane at first, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, she almost seems normal, a little rough around the edges, but as she turns into this monster by the end of it, I just think the arc is incredible and she just crushes it. Great cast in that movie too. Uh, uh, James Franco's in it. Uh, Ellen Page, Elliot Page. Uh, it's it's great, great movie. Yeah, I, I so it's Ellen Page that is in the movie. Yeah, Ellen Page is yeah. in the movie. Um, because I think it was like 2008, maybe. All right, yeah. 2000s. Yeah. So I remember this because I watched uh, Jack Ketchum, the girl the next girl door. Next door. And right. it's the same story. I had no idea. So this is on my to like Catherine Keener roles that I want to watch. So I didn't know it was the same story because I saw the the Ketchum version, which was directed by Lucky McKee, and that like like you said, it's a horrific, it's a horrific story that I didn't even think was real. I thought Jack just wrote the story, but I guess he took it from. Actual that one, events. the the girl next door, definitely plays a little more of a horror kind of okay. and lucky mckee doing it it all makes sense and this isn't as quite as graphic i don't think you know but uh the performances are great cool um so give me something that of hers that you want to see uh this was tough for me because uh what what did i have here bear with me yeah i can't read my own writing <laughs> I got my shit written down on a pizza, a paper plate. Fuck yeah! Is that is that a is that a what is that tombstone? Uh, no, just the regular paper plate. Oh, I thought I, I thought it was like the bottom of like a frozen pizza. That, that's what you said. <laughs> no, just a paper plate. I usually when I go to the pizza places, I'm like, oh, can you get a couple paper plates? And that's my uh, silverware. There you go. <laughs> Not silverware, my uh, china, whatever. You're gonna have to edit this. Hold on. Why the fuck this shit is clipped off here? Hold on. I don't even have a role that I don't even uh that I want to see for her. So <clears throat> yeah, why didn't I have one? Mine Maybe is have- uh mine, mine is that the one that you mentioned. Yeah, I didn't really have a role. Uh all right, then whatever. That's fine. For her that I hadn't seen. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> I'll just clip it. I'll clip it together. I'll clip it together, and people will be like, "Oh, Langan forgot to make this pick." Uh, so Nick, w- what did you have for Catherine, or you didn't do uh, Catherine? No, I, I didn't, but I can pull yeah. one out that I do like. Um, being John Malkovich. Okay, she's so sexy in that movie. Like I love that, and the movie's absolutely ridiculous. And uh, I just love the whole premise of it, and. Um, yeah, you know, I think that movie, uh, I don't know if it got, does it have like a cult following? I think it does. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I like the I like the part where Malkovich goes inside his own head and like, you know, they, all they say is Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. And like, he plays all different uh, characters of Malkovich. And yeah, it's just, it's cool. Very cool. So, uh... Yeah. Yeah, the first time I ever came across her was in that Into the Wild, right? I think that movie with uh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Where she, uh, Emil Hirsch, I guess was the guy. And like that story, I just remember like, you know, Ed, Eddie Vedder was attached to it with the songs and stuff, but I didn't pick that. Uh, what I did pick was her role in my favorite TV show of last year, which no one ever mentions. No one ever talks about brand new cherry flavor. Oh, that's what that was that's the thing I haven't seen. Okay. Brand new so, cherry flavor. Uh, so yeah. we have the vice versa. <laughs> yeah. Because the one that I picked is a, an American crime for, that I want to see. And yes. my favorite, like, she is so good in brand new cherry flavor. All eight episodes, all, like the three main characters. It's up on Netflix. Nick, I don't know if you saw it. Did you yes. watch it? How yes, good was I, that? It was mind blown. Right? Yeah. And it, it made me like want, I couldn't wait till the next thing. I binged it like right straight through. I, had I, I was waiting for one of the episodes to like shit the bed and they didn't. It was like eight in a row. Uh, and it was just fuck. It was just fucking great, man. The guy. Who who, made, huh? Who made that? I don't know. But they, they deserve. Uh, More. <laughs> What's the premise? The premise. Okay, so this girl, uh, the main girl, who's really good, uh, goes to Hollywood. You know, she has a movie, uh, or she yeah, she brings like a short movie and brings it to this director, who's kind of uh, he mentors her until he like makes a move on her, and then from there she goes to this witch lady played by Catherine Keener, who like. Uh, puts like a curse on him and mm-hmm. it's a really fucked up curse and then from there it's just kind of like I'm <laughs> dealing with it Yo, it's, lots of cats and lots of fucked up shit <laughs> it's re- it reminds me somebody said video drone it's very like Cronenberg uh, with yes. the body horror right oh yeah definitely I can see that definitely influenced by Cronenberg yeah listen you gotta watch it for sure so right. um, it, it makes you feel kind of uneasy yeah it's yeah. It's really like the man, everything about it. Like I said, I you watch eight episodes of something and you expect, you know, eventually to for them to take a pivot or a turn that doesn't really sit well. But all eight in a row, it was my favorite show of last year. You know, when we did our best of list, we do like a best of everything. Right. We have like all episodes of like best of TV, best album, best rock album, best hip hop album. best. It's like my everyday talk. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's do Kurt Russell. Uh, yep. Lang. American treasure, Kurt Russell. He is. Uh, another one with an amazing bio of, of, of films. But I went with um, uh, not an action role, which he's, I think he's primarily known for, obviously, but Overboard from 1987. Cool. Yeah. I, I, that movie, I rewatched it before we made this list, and it's still whole, it's like a wholesome kind of movie. Like you could actually like watch it with your kids or something like that. But uh, it's great. He's so good in it. It's uh, his his comic delivery is top notch, and uh, it it, I, it was fairly a hit. But I just think it it gets lost in the you know in the in his body of work in the long run. But it's it's so funny. Yeah, that's. I mean, we all love Overboard. For sure, and like '89, I remember going to the theaters to watch it. Sure, '87. Was it '87? Yeah. Holy shit! So that was like fresh off of like the disappointing box office of Big Trouble in Little China. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is funny. Like we said, I said this recently because I was rewatching Big Trouble for like the you know hundredth time. Yeah. I'm like, how was this a bomb? (laughs) 
Like, yeah. That was a bomb. It's like one of the greatest movies ever. Um, but he he was really funny in used cars. That was another older movie. That was the one I haven't yeah. seen. You haven't I, seen? Okay. It, yeah. I wanted to see. I heard it's a good like like black comedy kind of. It is uh, pretty. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. So, all right, those are your two. Yeah, like, uh, DC Cab, like around that time that came out. Which one? DC Cab. Was Love like... DC Cab. <laughs> yeah. Yo, because Adam Baldwin was in DC Cab, and that dude should have had a bigger career. I don't know what happened. Bill yeah. Barr was in that. Um, Nick, Adam so... Baldwin is like uh, what's his name, Vincent D'Onofrio to me. He's like the poor man's Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Look the same. Yeah, man, he complained. He can, yeah. <laughs> but he, he was the man in DC Cab. Like, if you rewatch that, like, today, there's just, it's like littered. I think the Barbarian twins were in it too, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ola Ray from Thrillers in it. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's so many people. It's some weird, uh, weird uh, cameos and stuff. Um, so Nick, give me two Kurt Russells. Uh, well, I did pick Overboard, so uh, okay. I will say instead of Overboard, Death Proof. I loved him in that. I thought he was great. Never really saw Kurt Russell go there, but he did in this one. I'm 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 doing this right next to my Death Proof poster. I got it tattooed on me, actually. Holy shit! Wow. Man, I just love the whole scene where that turn happens right in front of you where he's talking to Rose McGowan and he's just like left or right. Yeah, dude, so great. You know, he's all in that role. He's like, that's too bad. Why? I'm happy that they kicked the shit out of him at the end. That was awesome. And he turned into like this big pussy, like running away. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 so did you watch? I mean, I saw the double feature in the theaters three times. Yeah, me too, yeah. I saw it three times because I saw it once, and then I was like, oh, I got to bring – like, I wanted to bring other people and be like, you got to just watch. Like, I know it's long and yeah. stuff, but like – It had a very yeah. short run in the theater, I think. It didn't do well. No, no it didn't. It, it, it bombed. And actually, it would always hold a special place with me because it was the first date I took my ex-wife to. Okay. It was a uh, house. And we loved it. You know, I, I still, I'll, I'll watch that. I'll watch both of them. But Me I too. think I have yeah. proof a little bit more than I like Planet Terror. I'm, I'm vice versa. I, I'm, I, I like Planet Terror, but I love, I still love Death Proof for sure. I, I, I mean, listen, just that first initial crash. Dude, it's horrific. Horrific. Yeah. Like, come on, like Linda or whatever that girl's name is, like she, like the tire, like scraping her fucking face off. The leg going out, you yeah. know, like Lena Frank. Just- Oh. Yeah, uh, that, that chase at the end is epic, epic stunt. Yeah, yeah. With the yeah. girl, the uh, I can't forget her name. Zoe. Zoe. Zoe something? Campbell. Oh, oh yeah, Zoe Bell. Oh, Zoe Amazing. Bell. Zoe Bell. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so, what's what's a Kurt Russell role that you haven't seen? Captain Ron. Yeah, me too. I don't know. Like, I guess I just never gave it a shot. I guess I'll give it a chance, but I don't know if it's going to hold up. Yeah. I don't think it ever held, man. I heard it's not great, but he's really, he carries it pretty well. Is that Martin know? Short? Uh, is that who's? I don't Bill? even. Yeah. Captain, I feel like, yeah. I feel like it is. Um, all right. So I'm going to do mine. So yeah. a, a role of his that I love that no one really ever mentions is Tequila Sunrise. 
Mm. Very cool. underappreciated. So it's like him. Uh, he's like a cop. Mel Gibson's a drug dealer, and Michelle Pfeiffer uh, is like their love interest and their friends. I, it's just really good, like just really good, like love triangle of three people that are just on three different planets. What uh, year was that? Nineteen eighty-nine. Okay. Uh, and then he made a movie in twenty sixteen with Mark Wahlberg, uh, Deepwater Horizon, which I always meant to watch about mm. like um just like oil rig like blowing up and like Peter Berg directed it would I love you know shout out to Shocker who would have known that oh, yeah. who would have known that dude was going to be crushing the right. movies unbelievable right uh even though Shocker was terrible but you know he he he, he rose above and became a really West good director pride. good soundtrack <laughs> uh, Horace Pinker yeah and I didn't even I never realized till like later on that Horace Pinker was Mick, Mitch Pelagi who then played uh he was uh, in three o'clock hot he was like the security guard yeah oh shit that's right that's horace bank out yeah oh man i gotta watch that again i love that movie so we used to do um screenings uh through the podcast over at the bolton center in, in uh, bayshore uh so we would pick a movie a month for like uh you know like a screening and we did three o'clock high yeah. sure we did Midnight Madness, The Burbs, a lot of cool stuff. That was a lot of fun to oh. do. Uh, cool. So I know that you picked like two other random ones, Nick. Yeah. What, what were they? You said uh, Kathy Bates? Uh, I picked uh, Clint Eastwood. I love Grant Torino. Uh, I thought he was just made for that role, but he probably wrote it back in like the sixties and was like, you know what? I'm going to sit on to this when I'm like, you know, old and ready. And he was ready for that role. And, uh, I think only him, like only Clint Eastwood could get away with a role like that. Cause I don't think anyone else could ever sit on screen and say what he says in it and guess take it or whatever, you know, but I like the whole trying to mentor the kid story line it's always cool when you have like the older guy trying to like, you know, give him knowledge and everything. And yeah, I love Gran Torino. I thought that was a good flick. Cool. Uh, um, the movie that I've wanted to see him in is one of his, uh, like random roles that he did that, uh, it's all the women like fantasize over it too. It's the bridges of Madison County. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd never, I never saw it. I heard great things about it. And uh, I just, I don't know. I'd like to see, I, I'd like to see Clint Eastwood go there and see what, uh, what he has as far as like that type of role. You know, I heard in the last scene, you get to see his asshole. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> An overhead shot, please. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think he's in the shower. <laughs> what about the movie with the monkey? Oh, Baby loose, yeah, dude. I love that. <laughs> I saw that is... <laughs> or orangutan. Believe. I don't mean to miss name. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, no, you don't want to miss animal and animal. Um, <laughs> I, was I love for... that. I saw the the mule. That was like the last thing, like the most current current thing of his that I saw. I thought it was pretty good. He was like acting role. What's that? Yeah, that was his last acting role up to date, right? No, cry macho was. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, Cry Macho just came out maybe like a year, probably like a year ago. Yeah, but no, I didn't see it. The mule is like him just like driving for like the cartel. And he's like, yeah. 
an old guy. And uh, yeah, I mean, I like shit like that for sure. It's cry macho about Hector Camacho. <laughs> yes. You know <laughs> what? No <laughs> mask, no mask. <laughs> I can't say. I'd have to look up the synopsis, but I'm going to guess. Get I'm going to say maybe. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, Nick, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for talking. Yeah, it was to awesome. Me. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Man. Thanks for uh, reaching out. And uh, I know you play in a band called Demon Scar as well. Yes. Right? So uh, how'd that name come about? Well, uh, we were just kicking around some ideas and uh, just, I think one of them was like Devil's Devil Scar. And then uh, I think my guitarist was like Demon Scar. And I'm like, yo, that's awesome. But don't do it Demon Scar. Do it like one word. One word, yeah. So, yeah, it just stuck. And uh, we were actually in a band together um 1999 we started it was a metal band and that's like when we used to play at like ground zero a lot in belmore and like that's when like the emo thing was coming on and like uh we we played gigs with like taking back sunday and like brand new and we totally did not fit on those bills yeah 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 so we played for like two years and then we went and did other music things and we've been playing together since 2017 you know we got back together uh and um yeah things are going good man next week we're actually playing the whiskey in LA. oh that's right how cool is that I, dude it's 30 years in the making man yeah I think of a better person to do it with than my boy because we've been talking about that place i'm a diehard you know motley crew fan and to play where they uh you know started it's like a uh it's it's a dream come true and you got tickets to see them too in february right Yes, they're uh, they're doing the first two gigs with uh, with John Five. They're doing like a warm up to uh, their uh, stadium tour. Okay, because so Mick is gone. Yeah, they're only arena shows for that year until they add other shit. But for now, but it looks like as of now, it's the first two shows with uh, with John Five. So I'm curious to see. I've been seeing some of his Instagram stories and he rips the tunes. I mean, he's, he's, he's dude, I'm not trying to put them down in any way, but I feel like he's overqualified, man. I think he's a fucking virtuoso, bro. Yeah. I mean, it's like when I saw, like when we saw like, uh, you know, fucking uh, a Lombardo with the misfits, I'm like, what's, yeah. what's yeah, he, he, he going to do? Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, he's great at the, you know, Lombardo and the misfits is great, but like still, man, like, I feel like he had to like, he had to oh, rain it, but yeah, because he, he was like, yeah. I feel like he was done with the set two hours before they, they, <laughs> they're just like, all right, we're still going. But like, so, okay, so you're a big crew fan. Um, what'd you think of the dirt? Loved it. Loved it. Me too. We, we all loved it. I actually, we might have done an episode on it. Um, I, uh, I, I read the dirt, um, when it first came out. And then when they were talking about they were going to put this in a movie, I'm like, Wow, this is going to be interesting because, first of all, I couldn't see anyone playing them. I'm like, who the fuck are they going to play? And then when I first heard Machine Gun Kelly was going to play Tommy Lee, I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. And then he, dude, he was like it. one of my favorite parts of the fucking movie. He know? killed. He was he was, he was like he couldn't have been any more perfect. No. And, you know, the dude that, you know, from Game of Thrones uh, played Mick Mars. He was amazing. Mm -hmm. And. You know they were all great, and uh, they. I thought that they did a uh, a really awesome job, man. You know, for people that don't know anything about them, 
I guess it's a good starting point to watch that because it just shows you the self-destruction of a band like when they had it all and they just like pissed it away multiple times. Now, um, for for a guy like you, that's like, uh, you know, obviously we're casual fans. Like to me, like, you know, everything up to like a decade of decadence, like I was in. But then after that, you know, I, I love, you know, I think Angie, Angie was on that killer. Angela was on uh, Angela, Angela and yeah. uh, Primal Scream. Like I remember being like 12 and hearing that riff and being like, I don't even know how, what he's doing, but I love that. Um, so for a guy like you that probably followed them even later on. Do you want new music or are you happy just with like a legacy set? Either way, man. Yeah. I mean, like, like to hear what they have, like some of their later songs that they put out, like if I die tomorrow, I thought it was pretty cool. That was pretty good. Uh, you know, um, Nikki has a great writing uh, partners. You know, he has uh, James Michael and, uh, and DJ Ashba, which are totally two great yeah. musicians. You know, and uh, I really dig the stuff that he did with 6 a.m. So, you know, I feel like it was very influenced by those guys, like some of their later things, like the Saints of Los Angeles album was really fucking good, man, for I could for them to come out and release that. that so, title. yeah, I would like to hear, uh, you know, a new tune, maybe. But that I don't know if for an album, but I'm fine with uh I take it as a blessing every time I get another shot on the merry-go-round. Yeah, guys play, man. You know. Yeah. Um. And w- w- our our friend Jeff, w- where did he play in six a.m.? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. played on. I don't know which album it was. Uh, but then it's probably the last one before they took a hiatus or whatever. I, I don't know the name of it. Yeah. Oh, it's like the double one, volume one and volume two. I'm not sure. We yeah, whatever the last one they did, that's what he played on in the studio. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and how it, do you feel about like it, it's always on like every blabbermouth, loudwire, whatever? Vince's Vince is singing. How do how do you feel as a fan? Him coming okay. out. So, um, he gets ripped apart, and it was justified. You know, like I really disliked. First of all, when they did the whole announcement of the final tour, every step of the way, I thought they. They did it right. They made money and everything, but they also did it wrong. They put Alice Cooper to open up. Fucking Alice Cooper smoked him off the stage every yeah. fucking You're going to have to bring a fucking sure. game. Great. And you can't be Vince Neil like he was on that tour, but he did it. And I feel like now when they came back last year to do that stadium tour, he totally redeemed himself because – I feel like there's a shelf life for this music and these guys are getting older in age and I got to face the facts, man. Some of them just can't play like they used to and sing like they used to, and they're going to need that backing track, man. So they got the right backing track for them and they're making them sound better. And I'm all for that to an extent because last week I went to go see Wasp. Oh, okay. Hmm. No more, please don't do it. All, to yeah. So it was all a track. It was a whole the whole band. Like it was so weird. I'd never seen anything like it. And Blackie was like on this like big fucking like stand and like it was like uh he was hidden and but you could totally tell that he sounded just like the album, you know? So yeah. I had a couple of drinks in me and I was singing along and having a good time, but still, man, like 
I don't know if you want to really go out and do that. Well, that that's how I felt. Blackie like... and Robert Smith are looking so alike. <laughs> yeah. Like brothers, you know? Absolutely. You know what? Until I see them both in the same room, I'm going to have questions. <laughs> All bets are off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, same thing, like, you know, um, anytime I mention, like, Guns N' Roses, like, I won't pay to go see Guns N' Roses, but the last two times I saw them, it was free, so I just go, and it's like, it's almost like... I don't understand how he gets away with singing. I mean, they've been on tour for the last like three years. It seems like nonstop. They keep on adding more legs. It's crazy because it like if it doesn't like he can't sing. Like he yeah. he genuinely like he makes Vince Neil sound like fucking Frank Sinatra, and that's pretty fucking bad. That's <laughs> <You know? laughs> When they're hitting notes like that in his youth, you know what I mean? You but I mean, some guy, Sebastian Bach still sounds good, you know? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And those are tough. Like, he did the Slave to the Grind album sure. just recently, and it's like, holy shit, man. Like, we. I didn't go to that show. I wanted to, and for some reason, there was like uh, some kind of conflict. I, had, I think I had something else going on, or I was away. But uh, yeah, I've always been a fan of that album, you know, uh, Slave to the Grind. And I had the opportunity to open up for him uh, like 15 years ago. And uh, really such a nice guy, man, down to earth. And uh, he treated me, you know, treated me nice, man. So I can't ask for anything more. You know? He played at a club I worked at and he was super cool. He stayed till everybody's autographs were signed. He was hanging out, drinking beers with the bus boys and stuff. And that being said, though, I totally can also get why you being in a band with him probably rough, probably very rough. Yeah. Must have did something really fucked up to those guys for not for them to not even consider to reunite because I think Skid Row reuniting like if it was a package deal they could go out they could probably play like the Paramount and I think they would do well. Sure. You know. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. But they're adamant, dude. They don't like fucking hire. 12 guys to replace like you know a 12th singer rather than to go back and he's been like dudes let's go i'm here you know like yeah so been a really fucking uh long strenuous uh five or six years that they played together <laughs> you go on that super group show a little bit like and oh, when like yeah. he's drunk on red wine and he's got scotty and talking to him like into a corner like <laughs> i'm like oh, i got man. i got two words <laughs> Unashamed, dude. I got two words for you: savage animal. <laughs> animal. Oh my god! <laughs> like he, I, I felt so awkward watching these guys interact. Man, what a great, what a great show to just like. It was kind of like a train wreck. I and love. Just, I know it was. It was really like, fun. The surreal life, but you know, like band. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. But uh, cool. Yo, thanks for hanging yeah. out and. Yeah, you man. That was, thank you guys for having me. I had a blast. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna uh put. I'm gonna probably put this up on Friday. I'll put like the band link so people could follow you and all that other stuff. And uh, man, anytime you want to just come and hang out with us, you feel free. Thank you guys. Yeah, anytime, man. You guys fucking need uh, you know, talk about anything. I'm uh, I'm down because I speak your language. Get, so get, <laughs> you, get get you on the Wu Tang episodes too. Hell so. yeah. All right. Uh, yo, actually, real quick. Iron Man or only built for Cuban links? Or liquid swords? Uh, liquid swords. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm, right I'm, I'm going. I'm. I'm going Raekwon, but I'll yeah, just leave it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's like a, a nine point nine versus ten. You know, it's yeah, exactly. I mean, they're all great. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Later. Later. Later.